Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Post and pray is certainly the most widely used method for hiring today. It yields mediocre results, and yet it is the go-to method for most companies, especially startups. Look, dating apps have evolved, so let's take a page from them and figure out some creative ways to attract talent. After all, your company's success or failure hinges on it. Today's quote, pleasure in the job puts perfection in the work, and that's our friend Aristotle. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. We share insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts like our guest today. We have Chris Russell, who's the managing director of RecTech Media. Chris is a digital recruiting expert. He began his career as a job board owner where he first learned the craft of attracting talent online. He's also a former corporate recruiter with real world experience in recruitment process and technology implementation. As a recruiting technology marketing consultant, he advises both employers and vendors on how to attract candidates to our clients. And he frequently blogs on the news site recruitingheadlines.com. He hosts a podcast called RecTech and conducts live video training on recruitment marketing tools and tactics at rectechlive.com, which makes Chris the perfect expert on today's subject. Chris, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Hey, Rick. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So today we're going to cover a few things. Excuse me. I'm battling a little bit of a flu bug that I had over last week. And so if you hear me get really quiet, Chris, you're going to have to carry me a little bit. So we're going to talk about why you should look at approaching your job postings differently. And so it's about job postings primarily today and the best ways to market your opportunities and tools available to help you automate the process. How's that sound today, Chris? Sounds good. Let's go go higher. All right, let's do it. So let's talk about the approach most companies take. I see the approach being people write wish lists or job descriptions, they post it on job boards, and then they farm the job boards, see whatever they get. No, that's how it works. They kind of a tried and true tradition in in hiring, and uh, that's why the job board exists. I think that if you're a small company, it's something you have to do because you don't have the resources to necessarily go out there and source candidates proactively on your own, which is how the big companies do it, Rick. But that should be something that that should be prioritized as a small company. I mean, if you're a business leader, your life depends on it. Sometimes should be made for that. No, ideally, if you can go out there and find the talent on your own and do some proactive searching, that is the best way to basically go out and find the best person for the job traditionally. My point was that just that, that most companies, many companies don't have that resource, don't have that time resource. They kind of, it's just one person showing, uh, you know, a bunch of wrecks and they're just, you know, pulling their hair out because there's a stretch so thin that uh, they then rely on the job boards to kind of bring in candidates on, on their own. So it's kind of a, it's a catch-22. You have to have the time in order to do the practice sourcing to kind of do that. Using the job board and getting a lot of candidates doesn't necessarily save you time. No, it can, uh, you know, you can, you can be buried in mountains of resumes. I think that's a little less of an issue these days because the market's so tight. You know, companies True. can't find enough talent. So in that respect, if you have to basically go out there and market your jobs as much as possible, you have to do it you know, on your own. And a lot of these companies will, they just send you the resumes and 
they do kind of the, the marketing aspect of that. So I think for, for many of those small companies, like I said, it's definitely a something it's part of their overall routine and that uh, it's hard to get around overall because of time limits that they have. Well, let's talk about the marketing piece that you just brought up because a job description is, in fact, a marketing document. Yes. So the idea of a job description has got to be something that's going to attract the right person to your company, which I don't see most of them doing that. But you've got some pretty interesting ideas on how to best format job description. Yeah. So I think, first of all, if you write your own job descriptions today, think about maybe outsourcing that a little bit. One quick tip I would have, like, go on to like a Fiverr.com, for example, and there's plenty of writers on there, creative writers who will take your kind of boring, bland copy and turn that around into something actually that I want to read overall. For like, you know, 80 bucks, you can probably get something done pretty quickly using a service like that overall. But think about getting creative with your job listings a little bit. Video or images at the top of them are always a, a good thing to do, Rick. If you want to peel that next generation, it's a visual web these days. So uh, having a a video of your company or an image up there at least will kind of uh, help grab their attention as they're scanning scanning on their phone or wherever they're looking at your posting overall. And shorter is better, right? According to LinkedIn, great stat they just uh, published recently on their uh, their talent blog, job descriptions that are 300 words or less get 8.4% more applies. And I think that speaks to the fact that nobody wants to read on the web these days. <laughs> I think that's because nobody wants to read your terrible job description. If I have to see another job description that says I need four years of this and five years of that, I'm going to jump off a bridge. It says they're most uh, spend just 14 seconds deciding whether or not to apply. So if you think about that, the resume aspect, that I, read, I think the stat is like six or seven seconds looking at a resume as it from a perspective. Well, there's a similar thing in uh, on the candidate side where they're going to spend According to LinkedIn here, 14 seconds looking at your ad, deciding whether or not to apply. So you've got to grab their attention right away, right? So it should be written more as a marketing document than an actual job description. Absolutely. I think of, don't put out a full job description, put out a, what's called a job ad, right? To separate the two, extract the important pieces of the job description, and then sell it to the candidate in a job ad that's much shorter, that's more visual that really appeals to what the the core of the job itself and your mission overall as a company overall. So uh, that would be a, the, a better way to look at things. So separate the job description from the job ad itself and just post the job ad. So that 300-word ad, what does that contain? If you look at an example, like um, I just did a quick video about a couple of Cyber SN, they're a cybersecurity staffing firm, and they have what I call lean job descriptions. This, I think they're a good example of this. And on their site, uh, you can go to cybersn.com, I think it is. On their site, they have their jobs. And they have basically broken each job down to, let's say, five to seven bullet points. And those bullet points are come in the form of percentages. So it's like 80% you'll be doing this. And there's a sentence or two describes that. And then it breaks down the percentages from top to bottom. And at the bottom of that, it just says, here's the tools you'll be working with in terms of the technology and the software that you're going to be using. And that's it. So it's, it breaks you down in percentage of time of what tasks you'll be doing on a daily basis? Yeah, your responsibilities. Yep. That's perfect. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, well, some have like maybe that, four on there. Some have about maybe eight, I think, at the most. But it's a very compact job listing. And it's easily scannable. If you're looking at it on your phone, you can really just simply, in a few seconds, grasp what the job entails. And that's really what you want to get to, especially online when they're reading it overall. 
So I add on to that a little bit. I think that's perfect that you actually have it broken down because that does give somebody an idea of what the work is going to be done. And most mm-hmm. job descriptions don't even tell you what you're going to be working on. They just have a wish list of skills. That drives me nuts. I think it's yep. silly that you just put, well, again, I think it's silly that you don't take the time to write a job description. A lot of people yeah. just copy and paste an old job description. And That's the there we mistake, go. Yeah. That's a huge mistake. The other thing that I would encourage people to do is put performance metrics into the job description. If you want to attract people that are passive, tell them exactly what your expectations are going to be in the first 90 days. And you could probably yeah, do that in you know, maybe adding a couple hundred more words. Did they break it down on the 300 short words? Those are passive and active job seekers or just replies? They don't, they're not really able to, to differentiate between the two. I think they're just tracking total applies overall. If to go a little bit further on those stats there, I'm looking at the chart now, uh, the medium job posts are the worst. Those are the ones that are 300 to 600 words. And then the ones that are over 600 words actually are 1% more applies. So the actually the longer ones aren't that bad overall. So if it's a longer it's a job long. description, it gets better, more response? It gets 1% more than uh, the average. Not a lot, but... Uh, okay. I, I think it's What's the average? Medium. The medium ones are minus 3.4%, less applies. Minus 3.4%. Yep. So huh. uh, go short or go long, <laughs> I guess, is part of the messaging there to going to do that. Now, if you're going to go long, you got to make it interesting. It can't just be that cut and paste uh, version of the uh, job description. I think if you're going to go long, you should put in stuff in there about your employer value proposition, what makes you different, why you should come work there. You know, more about the company itself as well is important to add to a, a job listing, I think, like that when it comes to that. You'll see a lot of those on like the ATSs out there, the company career sites, things like that. You know, it's funny, the ones we work on tend to be longer. And Mm -hmm. we usually open up with trying to open up some sort of career wound in the person that we're trying to attract. And then we build a value proposition in around those those pain points, whatever they might be. Yeah, there's. I'm not dismissing long posts. I think there's actually a a good use of those. I think um, there's a guy named Harry Joyner who uh, is the e-commerce recruiter. He runs ecommercejobs.com, replaces people in that industry. He does really, really long uh, intake meetings with his clients, and he he really uh, writes a book on the job, and that actually helps to sell the job itself. I think he he swears by it overall. So there is a, a case they made for the long ones if you kind of go deep, right, and you you, uh, you dive deep to that listing and you uncover things that aren't typically found in a in a, in a typical job description out there on, online. So we're talking really short or really long. In the middle is a bad idea. Yeah. all right i like it so you're either going to be um top of the class or bottom of the class either way you're gonna you're gonna get some attention yes totally if you're just joining us right now on the live stream of the podcast you're listening to the higher power radio show i'm your host rick gerard and today our guest is chris russell he's the managing director of rectech media so we're talking about job descriptions right now and we're going to lead into uh, tools to use and the best ways to post to get most exposure. I know you're really good at this, Chris, so I'm excited to Mm -hmm. delve into this. Let's talk a little bit about some of the tools that are available. I am a busy entrepreneur and I don't really have time to manage a lot of things, but I'd like to automate some of the process. What would be the the best way for me to kind of still get some good people and yet get my message out there and not have to spend a whole lot of time doing that? I think when it comes to, uh, you know, promoting your jobs online, particularly in places like social media, Rick, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you can definitely automate some of this stuff through tools like uh, Buffer or Deliver, for example. Um, you can actually 
take one post and push out to every channel that you that you're on automatically. That's a big time saver overall. Do you use buffer? I use deliver it overall, but I've, I've had used a buffer in the past. Okay, we we use one that's kind of similar to that. It's called Smarter Q, which is actually pretty solid. Smarter Q. Yeah, it lets you set yeah, up a calendar. A there. The nice part about it is you set it up, you put it in once, and then you have a calendar where it will keep posting things out. So you can, yeah, you can automate that completely. Yeah, you can schedule things. You can uh, deliver something called EverQ, yeah, where it will take that same post and kind of repeat it at a certain cadence over time. It does things like uh, automatic hashtagging of your posts that make them more uh, more visible on, on social media overall. So, so what if I want to bring some attention to my posts, though? I, re- I, re- I want somebody to see it other than just being a job description. So whenever I post a job on social media for some of my clients, what I'll do is I'll make it into a visual job, essentially. And I, there's a number of tools in the app stores that you can get that really will bring these jobs to life and kind of animate them a bit. First uh, tool I'll mention is Ripple. It's R-I-P-L. Okay. And it creates little social media video slideshows. And you basically upload uh, up to 12 images. And you go in there and you put uh, you put certain text on each of those images. You can you know, create a little, uh, hey, we're hiring now. Here's the job title. Here's how to apply. And uh, take them through that and add music to it. And it creates about a 25 to 30 second little video. that is perfect for places like Facebook, Twitter. Even LinkedIn, Instagram. And that's going to be yeah, far more powerful than your crappy job description. Totally, totally. <laughs> you can link to, you know, you put, and you put the link in there to the listing itself. That will drive the traffic into the actual, uh, you know, wherever that job is, wherever you want to link, link it to. Could Got be it. Link, could be on Indeed or could be on your career site, wherever it is. You can even put the apply instruction in the actual video itself you know, in terms of an email address or uh, a web page URL. It's a free tool. It comes with some base, some free like templates you can use. And then I pay 10 bucks a month, which is nothing, for all access to all the templates that they have. And uh, it's a really great tool. The next one is Legend. It's called Legend.im. And this turns any text into animation. You can put in up to 100 characters of text. Think of it like a visual tweet, if you will. It's a, a video tweet. It takes that text and then it animates it into different, about uh, 12 different uh, templates that they have. And it saves it as a little five-second either GIF or video. If you were to pick anything, those would be the two that you'd recommend that somebody spend their time on? Those are the two I use the most. I have been using one called Typerama, which is uh, basically an image-based tool where you upload a picture or they have a bunch of pictures to choose from. And it creates little posters that you can then share on social media. You know, for sale, we're hiring, all kinds of different uh, uses for it. All right, let's talk about where and how to post, because I think this is pretty important. You mentioned social media. Far too few companies utilize social media to get their job descriptions out there. I feel like they just invest in a tool like Indeed or one of the various job boards they post there and they rely completely on that. Yes. So how else can they get exposure to people that would get them a less polluted pond to fish in? There's a couple of things you can do there. So one would be there are some companies out there that are called um, job distribution players. Which uh, indeed like, used uh, to be the biggest one. Right. Like uh, any, any kind of zip recruiter is a bit like that as well. So a company called Recruitics, uh, one's called Job Addicts. Just name a couple. But, but basically, uh, it's just so, getting it out to all the other job boards. Yeah, what they do is they basically take your job and they, they <coughs> team up with hundreds of job boards, including all the top big ones, Indeed, Career Builder, sure. Zip Recruiter, all those guys. And they'll push your job out for you on a cost per click basis. That's an efficient way of advertising one job to many audiences at once overall. What about LinkedIn? LinkedIn is a great tool as well. It's also listed as part of uh, on some of these, you know, these distribution outlets as well. 
Is it worth the investment? It depends on the job. I would go in there and post a, uh, you know, a job for a plumber, for example. If you're doing blue collar people, probably not the best place to post. Right. Um, you definitely want to avoid that. See, sure. Still see a lot, of, a lot of that on LinkedIn. You know, the wrong types of jobs being shared in there. That audience is not spending their day on LinkedIn overall. So you're better off going on through like a Facebook job board, which is free. And everybody who has a Facebook business page has access to that. If you have entry-level roles, blue-collar, maybe a lower-level healthcare roles, the customer service is very good for Facebook's job board itself, which is located in the marketplace. Uh, you can also find it at facebook.com slash jobs. And uh, when you post uh, something on your business page, there'll be an option there for jobs. So you're really recommending taking kind of an omni-channel approach to hitting everything. Yeah, things like Google for Jobs is out there now, which is free as well. So definitely, you got to take advantage of all the free avenues, Google, Facebook, social media that you can. Even like Indeed has free listings now for, for most companies. They're all, they're all touting kind of free, uh, free avenues to get in the door there, and then they try and get you to sponsor your ads later on. So there are lots of free ways out there to uh, start traffic to your listings overall. How's something like AngelList? AngelList is great for, for tech stuff, startup stuff. You can find people on there as well in terms of a, kind of a profile database. Great tool as well. I worked with one of my clients on uh, on a project, and they had a couple they posted on AngelList. And I found that we didn't get bombarded by a lot of people, and the quality of people were pretty strong. Things like Google for Jobs has really good quality traffic itself. I'm seeing some stats from some employers where that, even though they're not getting a ton of traffic at Google for Jobs, the quality of that traffic is applying more and, and uh, getting hired more to at the companies. I still believe, and I'm still a huge proponent of working through your networks first and making sure that you get referrals. Referral-based hires are usually the strongest ones, so that should be where most of the time be spent, especially if you're a startup. Yes, still the number one way for for hiring out there in terms of the sources is is referrals overall, so definitely agree there. So basically, we're being resourceful. Text, email, creative pictures, anything that would be helpful from that around? Yeah, I think uh, when it comes to contacting talent out there, there's a kind of a creativity to that as well. One thing I used to do when I was a recruiter was um, if I saw a candidate I wanted to talk to maybe on LinkedIn or some other platform that I found him on, I would basically uh, go into the conference room, write his name on the whiteboard, and I'd take a picture of myself pointing to his name and saying, hey, and I would send him that picture to get his attention. It worked pretty well. That is super creative. Well done. I like that. All right. You guys can, everybody can use that, right? Of course. What would be your key takeaways that you'd want somebody to leave this conversation with? So, you know, experiment, be creative. If you want to stand out, you know, your job posting, things like job posting as landing pages, you need to tell a story, you need to grab your attention. Again, write for the web, make it glanceable, quick content. Be personable when you're, you know, contacting people overall, get creative a little bit. You know, most importantly, just be human. The candidates want to know what we like working at your company. And so I think any business owner should just be willing to be authentic around that, be transparent, give them a peek inside the organization. Just be human overall. That's the, uh, the most important thing to take away, I think. You know, you say be human. And the funny thing is, is that nobody cares what you have to say until they know that you care. True. All right. We're just about out of time for today's show. Chris, thanks for your time, Investment DNA. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way for members of our community to find out more about you or reach you? Find me on Twitter at Chris Russell and uh, rectechmedia.com. R-E-C-T-E-C-H media.com. Perfect. All right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, 
Our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We need your feedback to up our game and bring more highly valuable content to you. Join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O dot com. Or you can uh, check us out on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. I'm building my Twitter uh, rankings at Rick underscore Gerard. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Ryan Folan. Ryan is the managing partner of The Influence Tree and host of The 313 Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to The Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.